Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. On the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell show. On demand, it's uh, the podcast version, and you can l listen to what you missed. Uh, uh, but a little over an hour ago, we picked up on a, uh, we're going to have Alex Stone on in just a minute about uh, Hunter Biden. But uh, over an hour ago, we had uh, a, a car chase, and it was a silver uh, pickup truck that was being chased by CHP. And as it was going over uh, the 71 freeway, an overpass on Mission Boulevard. It suddenly swerved over several lanes, smashed head onto a red car. It was quite the sight. And what's the latest on that? So before we ended up picking up the, the crash, before the head-on collision, apparently there was a dog in that truck and either was thrown out of the truck or jumped out of the truck. And so KTLA has been posting about this and saying they're they're working to try and find out what happened to that dog. Oh, no. I know. It's very sad. Now we have a possible dog casualty yes. on top of that. Mm -hmm. And and where did this start? Do we know? I have no idea where this started. I have no idea what this guy was wanted for. 
None of that information has been available because yet. he 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 went on. I'm, and I I want to. I'd like to know why he suddenly swerved across those lanes, and and crashed head on because it almost looked like he was aiming at this car. There was, there was there was no left turn to make there. It was on the overpass. It was on the bridge. All right, Alex Stone coming on now from ABC News. Hunter Bryant Biden was in town today, uh, going to court. Uh, the uh, what do they call him? Is he the first crack addict? <laughs> is that the, the official the, the first uh, son yeah. yeah 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 i i don't know i don't know or, those uh, things. yeah whatever uh, many many names that are out there yeah i mean this is the whole delaware thing that, that fell apart and now because he lives in in malibu that now the the court cases have uh turned to la because the special counsel in in delaware ended up uh sending the uh the tax part of that case the, there was a tax base part and the gun part the gun part stayed in delaware the tax part since he uh lives out here and allegedly committed his crimes out here they they sent it to a grand jury in LA and and that's what this was today that uh, it was about a 30 minute hearing we thought it was going to be uh, quite a bit shorter than that but they ended up debating a lot of things and dates and talking about the the failed plea deal from before um but within a few minutes of the the hearing getting going he entered the plea himself of not guilty to nine counts of tax evasion uh mix of felony and then misdemeanor if he is found guilty on these counts that he was in court for today, could be looking at federal prison for 17 years if he were uh, to be given the max on all of them. And, you know, if you remember in the indictment, this goes back to that he allegedly used the money coming in from foreign entities of a number of different countries uh, and instead of paying taxes with that money, using it on luxury hotels, drugs, escorts, exotic cars, girlfriends, an adult website. Uh, a number of different things, and so uh, it gets going in L.A. now. The, the now L.A. gets in on the the Hunter Biden uh, action that you know he was in on Capitol Hill yesterday for uh, that show that was going on. He's got the Delaware gun case now. He's got the tax evasion case here. He didn't show a lot of emotion in court about an hour and a half ago. Sat for the uh, duration of the the thirty minute hearing in between his lawyers. Wore a navy blue suit. Sat there except for saying not guilty. They set a trial date of June twentieth. The uh, judge, federal judge here in L.A., a, a Trump appointee saying we like to or nominee, we like to move things along. The government said great that uh, June 20th works for them. His defense team said it may not with the Delaware case that they got. They got to figure out if those are going to uh, come at the same time and, and if they're going to be able to do it. He at least uh, somebody will be back in court. I don't know if he'll be there, but the next hearing will be March 27th in this case in L.A., and uh, and we'll see where it goes. Unlikely there's going to be another deal. When a plea deal falls apart, it's highly unlikely they're going to say, you know what, that didn't work, we'll give you another one. So it seems like as long as he goes with not guilty that uh, that there will be a trial here well, in L.A. It's funny, he was pleading guilty when he thought the penalty was two years probation. Now all of a sudden he's not guilty. Yeah, well, I, I mean, mean, he either paid the taxes or he didn't, and that's easily provable. Yeah, and uh, when that that deal didn't work out in in Delaware, uh, it seems like that as a defendant you would want another deal, but highly unlikely that they're going to do that. Oh, by the way, they they released him today on the uh, same conditions as the the Delaware case: no possession of guns, no alcohol, has to submit to a drug or alcohol test if they want him to. Uh, and then it was over. Then he got into black SUV, two black SUVs pulled out of the federal courthouse in uh, in downtown L.A. and. He was out of there, and then March twenty seventh. This, this is all about the shady money that he made in these deals with China and Ukraine. Is it? Yeah, the same yeah. Money? In this case, then he's got the gun case uh, in in Delaware. But on this one, it is the the claim that that he made a lot of money from these 
different groups and, and organizations and companies in foreign countries, in China and Ukraine and, and some other countries as well, never let the government know and wasn't paying taxes on them and then use that money for uh, OnlyFans and, and some other stuff. <laughs> right, what any guy would spend it on if he was alone <laughs> with millions of dollars. Well, he must have gotten a, a lot of money if he skipped out on a million dollar a million and a half dollar tax bill. And if he was making so much money, how did he end up in a tent on Skid Row? Well, I mean, there there is a lot going on there that I think he admits to and the, the Biden family admits to as well. And, and uh, you know, by the way, during this hearing today, they uh, talked about that they had come to a plea deal on that earlier case, the, the one in Delaware that, that combined these two. And the his attorneys seemed like they were kind of frustrated about it, saying we had a resolution on this case in 2023, and then things happened, and the government then stood up and said, well, you know what? Plea deals fall apart all the time. Well, and kind of, you know, now we move forward, and, and now he could be looking at real prison time. A judge in Delaware threw it out. She wouldn't go along with it. Yeah, the, 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 she said no deal. Yeah, because the government was, was going along with the deal. It was their deal, I guess. Yeah, that and that Hunter yeah, was willing the, to accept. The judge said no way that uh, that it didn't make sense that it <laughs> that it didn't work with uh, what the the government was willing to do. Then he's got the we just found out from the Hill team, our Hill team, uh, about an hour ago that the House is aiming to hold a floor vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress next week with everything that's been going on there. So he's got this in L.A., the one in Delaware, now a, a possible uh, floor vote uh, next week in Congress. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. He's got as much trouble as Trump does. <laughs> yeah, jumping around. All right. Different courtrooms. All right. Very good, Alex. Thanks. Thanks you for coming it. on with us. Alex Stone uh, at the uh, federal court today here in Los Angeles because Hunter is a, uh, a Malibu resident. And a uh, million and a half dollars he owes to the IRS. And suddenly he's not guilty. He was guilty, but now he's not guilty because they uh, they changed the deal. Uh, I, w I wonder what the minimum if he's he will be he's got to be guilty, right? I mean, they know he made the money; they can prove that, and they know he didn't pay taxes; they can prove that. And so, I know the maximum is seventeen years. I wonder what the minimum is. They got to give him something after going through all this. Uh, uh, on MSNBC, uh, I guess that's the main Biden White House propaganda outlet. Uh, his stepmother, Jill Biden thinks the Republican treatment of her son was cruel. And I'm really proud of how Hunter had rebuilt his life after addiction. You know, I love my son, and it's hurt my grandchildren. And that's what I'm so com concerned about. Y you know, he could choose not to use crack and blow the money on, on strippers, and he doesn't have to live in a tent on Skid Row. I, his dad probably could have gotten him a job somewhere in government. You know, I, it was his choices. What do you mean sad for? He's a moron and a crack addict. First crack addict. John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. We've been telling you frequently about uh, the scam world of nonprofits. For example, uh, many of the homeless nonprofits here in Los Angeles uh, are, are just bilking taxpayers at a tremendous amounts of money. And, I mean, we were told you about one nonprofit uh, last week. What was it called? Hopix. And it gets $140 million in funding for homelessness. And they were caught. Uh, they were supposedly housed 300 people. 
They're supposed to pay the rent of these 300 vagrants. And all 306 vagrants got evicted because OPEX never paid the rent. They had hired a subcontractor, another nonprofit. This is a big nonprofit hiring a smaller nonprofit. Well, the smaller nonprofit didn't pay the rent, and the bigger one, Hopix, didn't pay the rent. Nobody paid the rent, and the homeless people all got evicted and became homeless again. And some of them they can't find. They just disappeared. Maybe, you know, they're in your neighborhood now. And the, the, the nonprofit world and homelessness is just an absolute criminal operation. It really is. And the whole nonprofit world seems kind of sketchy. Here in California, there is a uh, an organization called ProPublica, and uh, they're a uh, they're a nonprofit media investigative company, and they looked into high paid nonprofit executives. Do you know who the best paid nonprofit executive in California is? Lloyd Dean, the CEO of Dignity Health. He made $35.5 million last year at a nonprofit. 35 and a His job isn't nonprofit. This is according to data filed with the IRS. ProPublica put the report together. Now, listen, listen to what. It says on the tax filing for Dignity Health. As an affiliate of Common Spirit Health, Dignity Health is committed to making the healing of presence of God known in our work by improving the health of all the people we serve, especially those who are vulnerable, while we advance social justice for all. Well, that's $35.5 million worth of social justice for this Lloyd Dean. Holy moly! And they play the God card to protect themselves from criticism. $35.5 million. What does he do? The next closest nonprofit CEO makes less than half of Lloyd Dean. So Lloyd Dean makes twice as much as the number two man on the list. His name is Gregory Adams. Oh, look at this. He's in healthcare too. He's the CEO of the Kaiser Foundation Health Plan. Now, Kaiser is many, many times larger than Dignity, but still Adams is making $15.5 million. Yikes. You wonder why your uh, medical bills are so high. This, uh, this suit is making $15.5 million. So between Gregory Adams and Lloyd Dean, that's... $51 million for two guys. Next time you get your, your bill. Uh, number three was Teresa Campbell, CEO and president of the San Diego County Credit Union. She made almost $12 million, And that's 4% of that credit union's revenue. Much higher percentage of the company's revenue than uh, Dignity Health or Kaiser. Wow. So she's getting 4%, $12 million. Pretty good for counting money all day. And this is all the income, wages, salary, bonuses, retirement, 
contributions, housing, car allowances, and everything else. Now, you may be wondering, well, what does the law say? What are the rules on this? Well, there's a National Association of Nonprofits, okay? I, I guess it's a nonprofit. It's a collection of nonprofits. It uh, doesn't say what their CEO makes. And at the upper end, compensation must be reasonable and not excessive. Unfortunately, the IRS doesn't define reasonable. Uh, so $35 million for this uh, Lloyd Dean character might be perfectly legal. This is, this is why I'm very, I, I'm serious. I'm very reluctant to give to charities because I just don't trust them. The money goes most charities and most nonprofits that I read about the executives are making at least six figures. And a lot of them are making six figures and they don't have a metric where they could prove that they've achieved any success. Like the entire homeless scam in Los Angeles, it's an absolute racket it's criminal behavior in every other context. But these companies never have to, or these nonprofits never have to prove that they've gotten any people off the street, kept them off the street, that they've got anybody off addiction, kept them off addiction. Nobody really counts. They just spend the money. And you go look. There, there are some websites that track compensation for major figures in these nonprofits. And it, it, it's all crazy money. Um. Let me see. They had a top 25 list. Um, David Shaw, the former football coach of Stanford, $7 million. I guess what? Stanford is a nonprofit? Is a university? I thought they are a private university. I don't know. They haven't, they haven't listed in the top 25. Or is the football team a nonprofit organization? Well, the the football pro, the football is definitely not a nonprofit because right. they make so much money for that. Yeah, school. the football coach is is seven and a half million. Former uh, Robert Wallace, the Stanford CEO, is almost six million. Uh, Debbie Zulansky, former officer with the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, they hand out the Grammys. She made uh, almost six million. Uh, let me see what else here. All these other foundations. Oh, oh, this this is rich. You know how the Pac-12 conference uh, burst into pieces? Yeah. Because of terrible mismanagement? Well, the guy who used to run the Pac-12, Lawrence Scott. Yeah, Larry Scott. $4 million. $4 million to destroy the Pac-12 conference. He should be considered a thief because of that. That's nice. I'm opening a nonprofit. What am I doing? What am I? What are we all doing working? Let's open one together. Yeah. That's, we don't even have to say what the money's used for. We can just raise the money and tell everybody it's for good work. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on till four o'clock, one till four. After four o'clock, we uh, transform into a podcast. John Kobelt show on demand. And you can hear what you missed. Uh, Moist Line is last call here for the Moist Line. It's tomorrow, 877-MOIST-86. We had vacancies. So uh, if you want to pop off, 877-MOIST-86, 877-664-7886. Now's your chance. Uh, you can also use the TalkBack feature on the iHeart app. And uh, also, uh, uh, my wife interviewed me on her video podcast for an hour yesterday. And it's online. It's on YouTube or Facebook. It's about an hour. It's Deborah Cobelt Live. Deborah Cobelt Live. It's on Facebook and YouTube. And it's uh, me talking about the origins and history of the John and Ken show. And it's on our webpage, too, the uh, KFIAM640.com, the John Cobelt Show page. So uh, you should uh, take the time and you can watch it. Uh, and you'll find out everything uh, you'd ever want to know about the history of the John and Ken show. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know what? I mean, there's a lot of like, stupid wokeness and stupid diversity, and this this takes the cake. I'm telling you, you just almost every day you, I see or hear something I've never heard or seen before, never thought of, never conceived of, but it's real. Johns Hopkins Hospital. I mean, that's that's a pretty major medical institution, right? John Hopkins Hospital. They have 
Um, I want to get this right. They have a chief diversity officer. Her name is Sharita Hill Golden. And she sent out her monthly diversity digest. It's a memo. And it starts off and says, Happy New Year. Welcome to the January 2024 issue of the Monthly Diversity Digest. And it goes on. And on page two, we come to diversity word of the month. Get ready. Privilege. That's the word of the month. Is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels and provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. Here's the list. Number one, white people. Number two, able-bodied people. Three, heterosexuals. Four, cisgender people. And for those of you who don't know, cisgender means your parts match your sexuality or your gender. Or so you are cisgender. I am cisgender because I identify as a man and I actually have man parts. So do you? Yes. I mean, as far as I know. Well, yes, I, I, I identify as cisgender. Okay. Deborah, cisgender? Yes. Woman, yes, okay, yes, everything yes, matches. Yes, okay, everything matches. Okay, uh, and we're all white, and we're all able-bodied, and we're all heterosexual, as far as I know. Uh oh, yes. um, uh, objection. Well, I'm just saying, uh oh, <laughs> as far as the list. Uh, okay, our privilege. Uh, yeah, we're we're, we're uh, cisgender. Uh, four for four. Males. Ah, Christians. I'm out. You're out. So far, I'm. Well, I'm not really Christian. I mean, I grew up Catholic, but I've. Uh, middle or owning class people. Oh, all right. So if we own things like uh, a house or a car or just stuff, uh, we're privileged. Middle-aged people are privileged. English-speaking people are privileged. Privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. People in dominant groups often believe they've earned the privileges they enjoy or, or that everyone could have access to these privileges if they only work to earn them. Oh, that's not true. Oh, I thought you had to work in order to own things. Huh. What did I know? The hell have I been doing all these years? What are you doing? What are you I, doing I, I don't know. Apparently, you could have access to all... <laughs> we, have, we have, like, this stupid theory in our heads that you have to work in order to own things. But I'm confused about one thing you just said. Yeah. Middle-aged people are privileged? Oh, I, I... Uh, yes. yes. So I'm not privileged, then. No, so you're missing out on because you're not middle aged and you're not Christian. Um, you do speak English, yeah. So you only miss on two of the categories. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You know, I'm pretty much. Uh, you know, I was born Christian, so I'm nine for nine on this. Wow, I must really be in a cool place. Well, huh? we know you're privileged, <laughs> and, and we know that I never worked. Because this hardly You're counts a as a lazy job. Guy. That's right. I'm just not feeling. It. In fact, I was thinking of going home in about five minutes. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to make it till four. They yeah. pay me until four, but right. I'm not feeling it. Oh. You know. Okay. Like that girl who wrote to Jodie Foster. I'm not feeling it. Uh, okay.
In fact, privileges are unearned and granted to people in the dominant groups, whether they want these privileges or not. And regardless of their stated intent. Huh. Um, this, I mean, this is for real. This is not this is not a joke. Now it is all over Twitter. It's all over, uh, you know, all the social media. I <laughs> so a Johns Hopkins medicine spokesperson said um, the the monthly newsletter from the Office of Diversity, Inclusion and Health Equity used language that contradicts the values of Johns Hopkins as an institution. Dr. Sharita Golden has acknowledged this mistake and retracted the language used in the message. Oh, she meant it. Stop it. And they have her apology letter. <laughs> this is great. So she says, uh, the newsletter included a definition of the word privilege, which upon reflection, I deeply regret. Yeah, the reflection is, is they were going to toss her ass into the street. The intent of the newsletter is to inform and support an inclusive community at Hopkins. Um, but the language of this definition clearly did not meet that goal. In fact, because it was oversimplistic and poorly worded, it had the opposite effect of being exclusionary and hurtful to members of our community. I, I was hurt. You hurt? No, I, I, no, I was, I'm okay. I'm stronger than you, I guess. It's <laughs> because you're privileged. That's right. But you are too. Apparently not enough. I retract. And disavow the definition I shared. And I am sorry. I will work to ensure that future messages better reflect our organizational values. Holy moly. What a loon bag. Oh, my God. And you know what? <laughs> oh, I wish I could have heard that phone call, right? I wish I could have heard when somebody rang her desk phone. <laughs> and uh, she, chief diversity officer. I thought companies were getting rid of these uh, these uh, these titles and these offices because I, I don't understand. This is what they that they do is they insult everyone else that they don't uh, think should be uh, favored in any way. How much does that person get paid? Oh, yeah. Well, I know. I'm sure six figures. Uh, I'm I'm sure six figures. I uh, I'm trying. I'm looking through this story, but I I can't find it. No. I was, I, I, Johns Hopkins is not a public institution, so I don't think. Um, wow. I, I. Eric, you want to apply? Is is that what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, kind of. You know what? They're supposed to just treat people and do medical research. That's all anybody's asking. You know, that's that's they're sick people coming to the hospital. Make them make them better. You know, people have diseases. Do research. Cure the diseases. That's your job. Your job is not to, uh, to, to scold everyone. All these people in that category. Nobody can control what category you're in. All you can do is show up at work every day, earn money, then trade in the money for stuff. I mean, that's what we're all doing all day. At the very least, so we, we have food and water and, and shelter. And then there's people who refuse to work and they wonder why they're they're out in the street waiting for somebody to give them a tent. That's just ridiculous. Unable bodied, so unprivileged, really. Ay, ay, ay. And middle aged. Middle aged. So if you're if you're old, you're not know. privileged. And if you're young, you're not privileged. I know there's there's some privileges to being young. I know. You, that's why I said I don't yeah, there's understand. There's some privileges to being old, too. I, that's yeah. why I said I didn't understand the middle-aged reference. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I don't know. 
I mean, you do gain and lose privileges as you get older. You know, some parts stop working as well as they used to. <laughs> yeah, but you get discounts at places if you're older. You do get discounts, yes. Well, there you go. More coming up. John Cobalt Show. You're listening to John Cobalt On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, last call for the Moist Line, 877-MOIST-86. Going to run tomorrow, twice, 877-MOIST-86. Uh, leave your rantings. Uh, the, mayor, uh, the mayor pro tem of Palmdale, Andrea Alarcon. Uh, last month, she was arrested driving under the influence at 3 in the morning. She's 44 years old. She was driving drunk in Glendale. Uh, she was making wide turns into the oncoming lanes, which is a terrible thing to be doing at 3 in the morning. Uh, it wasn't her first time. In fact, she's had five public uh, drunken incidents. And last night was a town meeting in Palmdale. And uh, the council chamber was packed. And uh, we're going to play you this story from Fox 11's Gina Silva. Drunk driving is a very personal thing to me. And it almost killed me. Palmdale residents packed council chamber to say they've had enough with Councilwoman Andrea Alarcon's alcohol incidents. All we know of are the handful of times that you've been caught. How many more times have you driven drunk that you weren't caught for? We warned our city council over a year ago that she had a long history of alcoholism. Rich Gallego is the president of the Palmdale Freedom Coalition. He wants Alarcon to resign. Since she's been elected, she's had no less than five alcohol-fueled uh, incidents where she was removed from restaurants. Uh, she was uh, arrested in Ventura County for public intoxication. Uh, she, in December, she had a DUI in Glendale, California. Hey. By the way, that was literally three days after her probation expired for her last DUI. This is Alarcon's mugshot from December. Glendale police arrested her on suspicion of driving under the influence. I'm asking the council if she does not resign to sequester her, to limit her ability to put the community in danger. Alarcon is the daughter of Richard Alarcon, the longtime LA City Councilman who did jail time and was banned for life from holding public office. Nice family. Some at this meeting are hoping Andrea will also be stripped of her power. I don't think that you deserve the position you're in, and I really don't feel that you can represent a city in the full capacity. But not everyone at Wednesday's meeting feels the same. Some are here to show their support, making Alarcon tear up. Ms. Alarcon has consistently demonstrated commitment to serving in our community, always ready to assist wherever we have needed her support. Aww, it's very important that? to have a heart of forgiveness and to give a, a person a times. chance uh, so they could recover and keep moving forward. We are 100%, 100% behind you. Uh, we love you, and I hope that you could get help. We contacted Ms. Alarcon for comment, but she did not get back to us. Tonight, she was stripped of her committee assignments, and the city attorney is now investigating all of the incidents since she was elected. Good Lord. She uh, pleaded guilty to a DUI going all the way back to December of 2011. She was stopped along Highway 18 in San Bernardino County. Uh, twice the legal limit. Yeah, her dad was a crook, uh, Richard Alarcon. And he was thrown out of office and he had to go to jail and he can't ever serve again. And she was part of the L.A. Board of Public Works uh, that uh, idiot uh, Villaraigosa appointed her. She had to resign in 2013. I remember this. 
because her 11-year-old daughter was found by herself at City Hall one night in, in 2012. And uh, yes, I remember. I think mom might have been out partying and uh, left the, uh, the young daughter uh, to wander uh, the city hallways, which is uh, dangerous. Those are politicians in those hallways, and that's that you shouldn't have that. Good Lord. I mean, you, you get up to, to five times there's been some kind of public drinking problem or DUI problem five times. I, and there's, there's always people with the cliche. It's like, well, let's just move on. I offer my support and let's move on. Now, how about she gets out of office and stays out of office? If she wants to sit in her trailer and drink herself to death, that's her business. But she shouldn't be doing the people's business. Conway's here. Hey, now. Hey, now. We got lots on our plates. We got to get right to it today. Ventura declares a state of emergency. Strong winds, high surf. If you live up north there in, uh, in um, Ventura, be careful. Also, Terribles. You know the hotel casino that's in Gene, Nevada? They're demolishing that. I don't know what's next. We'll find out. We'll find out. Plus, eBay is paying $3 million federal fine for employees who sent live spiders and roaches as harassment. Kind Who's of doing odd. that? eBay. Uh, they got fined $3 million. Your employees or something? I guess so. Spiders and roaches? Hey, you're, you drive with uh, with your kids and your lovely wife every once in a while. Do you ever go by that, that place called Anderson's Pea Soup? I see the signs for it, but I never stop there. I okay, think. but it's always like... Anderson's pea soup, three hundred and eighty more miles. Yeah, well, I hate which is a soup. lot to get to pea soup. It, is that the deal? They serve pea soup when you it's get exactly there? right, John. You nailed it. Oh, so uh, they're closing in uh, well, San Ynez. No wonder nobody likes pea soup. I love pea soup. Do you really? Yeah, it's my oh, favorite it's thing. Gross. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Little chunks of ham in there. Yeah. Oh, John, I would make it ham soup. Well, <laughs> it's pea soup with ham. I call pea it. soup with ham. All right. Uh, you've ever had pea soup? Oh, you don't have that. You don't oh, like vegetables. when I was a little kid. Was, <laughs> I tried everything once as a little kid. It was all bad, and I gave up. Pea soup, I have to say, has the most consistency of any other soup. Like if you get chicken noodle soup out of a mm. can, like Campbell's, it's yeah. different than when you get it Mort's or Arts or Jerry's or one of these Brents or one of Mort's. these big delis. Mort's deli in uh, Tarzana. Oh, um, Tarzana. Okay. Yeah. But but if you get pea soup in a can or you go to Anderson's Pea Soup, it's all about the same. It's all about the is same. That, is that right? Yeah. It's about the well, same consistency. Do you want to do like a weekly report on, <laughs> on soups? You know what? I, I, I think. How about clam are, chowder next week? I don't like clam chowder. But I think there are more. There are many more listeners than you could ever imagine who listen to your show who love soup and uh, only eat soup. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I Dig dong with you. I cannot contest you. Dig dong with you, buddy. I don't have the information. <laughs> right, okay. uh, Karoja's got the news. <laughs> I don't have the information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the game. All right, dig dong with that 24 soup. Newsroom. <laughs> soup crew. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. 
Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.